0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if you are bored in quarantine, take a page out of Jesus' book. And every time somebody asks you a question, answer just as vaguely and generally as possible. It really upsets folks. It's a lot of fun. When my kids ask me, how much longer until we get there? I say, a little while, and it helps them nothing. How many people are going to be at this thing? I need to know how much food to get. You know, some. How much longer do we have to socially distance? A little while. It's maddening, huh? Doc, what's wrong with me? Oh, you're sick. See, if you know the answer, tell me. I'm serious. Like, I'm trying to plan my life here, and you're not helping at all. It's something that is made all the more frustrating by just how much information is otherwise available to us. Like, I am pretty used to the internet just flat out telling me how much something costs not only where I'm shopping, but 10 other places so I get the best price. I am pretty used to my GPS telling me down to the minute what time I'm going to get there. And I'm used to my weather app updating every single hour. So to be left in the dark about something is terrifying. And if it's because somebody knows the exact answer that I'm looking for but only wants to hint at it, it's infuriating. And if it's really important, I'm not messing around. You're not being cute. Just tell me. The disciples ask, what's he talking about leaving for? And what does he mean by a little while? And he gives some general vague answer, if a little while means a little while. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. And that's got to be a showstopper for disciples who finally see Jesus risen from the dead and hope that all of their problems are finally gone. This is the Jesus who has conquered death itself, and they are convinced that now he will set up shop. Now they will see his kingdom tells them, a little while, and you will see me no longer. Oh, and also, it's going to hurt. Really? Like, if you're God, and you know all of this stuff, why not just tell me how to avoid the sorrow? That seems like a reasonable question. I mean, if my wife loves me enough to tell me to take an umbrella, why doesn't my God love me enough to tell me to wait three extra seconds at the stop sign and avoid the car accident? Why doesn't he love you enough to tell you that that was a dead-end job from the start and you never should have took it? Why doesn't he tell you not to marry him? Because this is only going to break. At least then we could try to avoid the mess. And he doesn't. There is no chapter and verse about my life. I checked a couple of times and then some more. There is no chapter and verse about yours. Jesus doesn't tell the disciples anything other than, this is going to hurt, but it'll stop eventually. But this is going to hurt. And it's just enough to make you want to scream at God. Because I'm trying to plan my life here. Do you really want it to be that much harder? But God answers. Our Lord is merciful, even to frustrated disciples and pastors. The picture is bigger see if god just laid out instructions on how to avoid pain be honest about how it would go like really honest because like i tell my kids not to do something they don't listen they have to find out for themselves that this is going to hurt it's like watching middle school boys they will smell the most ungodly awful thing in the entire universe gag and try not to vomit And then smirk and go give it to somebody else to smell and after watching the first one almost throw up the second one can't wait to smell it this is the human condition this is why we need something more than basic instructions before leaving earth or some other garbage bumper sticker this would be useless this whole book because most of the time we won't listen to it and the rest even when we tried It would still get messed up anyway. See, the reason that God doesn't lay out every map and every fork in the road in the book is because the book is not about how not to mess up. The book is about how you're forgiven when you do. And that's the most important part. That's the part that cannot get lost in the midst of all the self-help that we want. That is the part that cannot get lost in the resurrection from the dead, that Jesus himself conquered death, that Jesus himself has come into the world to bear every last time we fully well did know better because God gave us these rules in the Ten Commandments and we broke them anyway. And there he bore the cross, and there he forgave us our sins, and there he conquered death so that we who knew the rules and broke them would still have hope. This cannot get lost. In the midst of all of the unknowns of this world, as maddening as they are, your Lord has conquered your death already, so you have nothing left to be afraid of. Know this, that there is absolutely nothing that you can ever do, no mistake that you can ever make, that will make God stop loving you. There is nothing you can do to make him abandon you. There is no fork in the road where if you make the wrong choice, it will put you down a path that God cannot work with. The Bible is not about you. It is about Jesus for you. And there, there you have all the details you might ever want to know. There, our Lord is incredibly specific. He lays it all out. The promise of hope. The promise of resurrection. The promise of forgiveness, of mercy. The promise that our Lord would not stand back from a creation burdened by the pains of sin, but knowing yours would come into this world to bear the cross for you knowing your pain your fear your sin he would not be apart from you but would redeem you from your sin forgive you of every evil you have ever done to anybody else knowing full well that it was wrong and save you from every last fear of the unknown by conquering death itself and rising from the dead for christ is risen he is risen indeed alleluia for he has conquered death he has rolled back the tomb by angels almighty he has preached sermons to more than five hundred after rising and he will come again in glory he has not set you aside hear the promise he makes to the disciples i will see you again your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you and in that day you will ask nothing of me truly truly i say to you whatever you ask of the father in my name he will give it to you our lord has risen from the dead And soon he will ascend to heaven to sit at the right hand of the father and it's not to get farther from the disciples but it's to plead for them on their behalf it's to know that your lord has gone ahead of you to prepare your salvation to prepare your resurrection and that does make a little while enough i don't need to know even if i want to because my life isn't in my hands only This is more than about how not to get hurt. It's about a resurrection, a life that even death can't destroy. It's about a promise that even when my plans fall apart, God picks up the pieces, God wipes away tears, and in a little while, your sorrow will turn to joy. For just as Christ is risen from the dead, you will rise too. So if you have sorrow now, know that you will see God again know that your heart will rejoice and know that that is not some day far off know that that is specifically today for you will see god here today active in his word you will see god here today active in the to whom he has baptized you will see god here today daily raising up new Adam to live before him in righteousness and purity forever even as daily he drowns the old one you will see god at work even as he rips you from the grave One day at a time. You will see God today in the promise made to you. No one will take your joy from you. In the name of Jesus, amen.